Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Norm. And we're hitting the water, bike, and road together. In search of a better way to train, both mentally and physically. We've got big goals this year, and we're taking you with us. So grab your napkin. It's time for the cookies. We're swimming way back and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy, we're just here to have some fun. Allison and Norm don't need no podium climb, but you better have a cookie waiting at the finish line. We don't care if you slow or fast, cause all our welcome Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) All right, crumbheads. And yes, I'm corning our listeners as crumbheads officially today. Listen up, crumbheads. We have got an awesome, exciting, the best episode for everyone today to listen to. And one of maybe, I hope the first for many that we're going to do, it is a race recap. (laughs) And Allison has done something really awesome and incredible, and we're going to talk about it today. Allison, we're, of course, talking about 70.3 Galveston, right? Right. Went to Texas. Went to Texas. (laughs) (laughs) So... We've talked a little bit, of, you know, on, on this on this podcast, a little bit of what we're doing with these different races. And this was mm-hmm. kind of like the big first one. Tell tell us a little bit of what the heck everyone hears about Iron Man, Iron Man, this, you know, dot M, all that. What the heck is it? Tell us a little bit about the distances, too. OK. Um, Iron Man is a big, big blanket. They do a lot of races and they do a lot of distances. But there's two primary types of Ironman race. Uh, They have a lot of small stuff too. They do some sprints and some things like that, but two primary, you can do a half Ironman or a full Ironman and a half. They call, they refer to as a 70.3. So that's going to be a 1.2 mile swim, 56 mile bike. Jeez. And a half marathon. Which is is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, which is big enough. And if you, Don't think that that just sounds like maybe you've topped off all of your fun. Then you can try for a full Ironman, which is 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike. Oh, crazy. And a marathon. And just a marathon. Just a big deal. Just a little jaunt at the end. Just throw a marathon uh, on the end of it. After you've been on the bike that long. (laughs) So there's there's like an athlete village and other yeah. stuff is that yeah so um for covid you have to the the check-in process became kind of elaborate um you have to schedule a time for your check-in um and it's it's a little bit of a process to check in for this kind of a race as you might expect um so a few weeks before you choose a time slot for your check-in and you really have to allow for these kinds of races. You have to allow like um, that the entire day before will be kind Mm. of devoted to um, check-in and getting things ready. So kind of have to keep that in the back of your mind. This isn't um, the type of race where you show up that morning and you get your bib and you clip it on. Um, You, what do you, what do you have to do exactly? So you have to, um, with COVID now, we had our 
you know, Megan and her husband and I, we all had our check-in. We all chose the same time. So noon um, on Saturday, the, the race was on Sunday. And we had, um, we kind of did that because they rack your bike in transition according to your bib number. And oh, if you okay. check in together, then you'll get subsequent or sequential bib numbers. So we would be next to each other in transition if we did it that way. Um, so we showed up and, you know, you know, we, now you have to do a health screening, uh, take your temperature, oh, answer wow. a bunch of questions. The standard, I mean, by now probably everyone has had to do like a screening questionnaire for work or something like that. The standard, like, have you been on a boat outside of the United States in the last 14 <laughs> days? All that kind of stuff, like all those regular questions that are now we're all used to them now. Um I think. And, it, and the thing is with this, you have 2000 people all yeah. in the same Petri dish running around, sweating and breathing on each other. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, traveling from places cause mm -hmm. you know, this was the, they did Ironman Florida in December. Um, and then this is the next race. So this is now basically since, since the world shut down for Ironman, this was the second race that happened. Um, wow. So there is, they, at that point, they give you, they put a wristband on you that it kind of looks like a, an amusement park, little plastic wristband that has a, it has your bib number on it. Well, no. Okay. You do that. You, you get cleared to go in. Um, at that point, there's only, only participants allowed in. So now it's participants and volunteers and that's it. So no family coming in with you. You're on your own. Um, with all these other people. Um, so not alone. Um, then, then you go and you, there's some, you, there's waivers to sign. Um, so there's a table for that and at, you sign all these waivers and then they give you a wristband with your bib number on it and a swim cap that they elegantly write in Sharpie your bib number <laughs> on. Um, uh, and a, a giant packet of everything you could need with, um, it has a bib in it, it has your running bib in it. Then it has sheets of stickers. Cause you have to sticker your, your bike in a few places. You have to sticker your helmet. Um, these all have your number on them. And from there, then there's, there's about five tables you have to go through. You get, um, they give you a, like a backpack and a, um, something, a face mask, and then you pick up your race t-shirt, um, with the swim caps, all of the men wear fluorescent green and all of the women wear fluorescent pink. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> give, give the pink to the guys. And mainly because, and these are neon neon, and that is mainly so that they can, uh, spot your heads in the water. They need to be able to see you. Um, I suppose that's probably important. It's a safety <laughs> issue. I don't really know why they need to be even two different colors. No, I don't either. Um, I mean, I'm, maybe somebody has some explanation for that somewhere, but uh, like. Sexism, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there's, there's something. <laughs> there's other ways that they're, it's not like they're just looking for the first pink hat to get out of the water or the first green hat 
no, like that's not how we're, we're not, nobody's standing to the side with a clipboard anymore. Like, oh, I got it. it. We have electronic things that keep track of stuff now. So I'm, that would be my only thing. Like, why does it have to be? So then very last, you get a timing chip that is on a Velcro strap that goes around your ankle. So two things to do anything at all. Um, as an athlete, you have to have that wristband that they put on you when you first walked in. So wear that all weekend. You also, to to get in and out of the transition area next, you have to have your timing chip on your ankle. So um, got it at check-in immediately, put it on um, because you also get a time slot to check in your bike next and you have to put that timing chip on to go take your bike over to transition. So did you feel like you were in home confinement a little bit like the bracelet <laughs> with it on? Yeah. And yeah. then I was like, I get kind of confused sometimes because, um, I find that most races are pretty upfront about rules and about things like, I mean, there's not usually a lot of hidden things that you need to figure out, but yet mm -hmm. I still, and they're very clearly like it says everywhere in athlete briefings. It says on the website, they say it when they hand it to you, this needs to go on your left ankle. And I'm still watching people <laughs> walking around with it on their right ankle. <laughs> of, course, of course. And I don't know what's happening because then I immediately look at the other ankle to see if I'm like, is, do they, is there a prosthetic leg? What's going on? Oh yeah. I mean, oh, you geez. could like, <laughs> Because why do you have it on your right ankle? And again, it's just weird. Contrarians. They yeah. just don't want to be like uh, I'm just doing my own thing. <laughs> doing my own thing, man. So next is a uh, bike check-in. So uh, went and checked in. They take your temperature again before you can go into transition, which um, transition is a big open parking lot that um, all of the events enter and exit into. Um, so this is, this is the time. So go, you know, I found my place, um, found my place on the bike rack. There was someone else's bike there already. Mm, uh, what? Even though I had a bib number, what? um, it was kind of a good spot close, close ish to, um, which I had no control over. It was just based on your bib number, but kind of close to the middle aisle, um, not deep in on the rack. And also semi close to where you exit from the swim and enter for the run. Oh, um, nice! So pretty good spot, right? It's a decent spot, and so I am. I had to go, and there was no no way. It was a nice bike, uh, so there's no way I was touching it. I was not. <laughs> you didn't even, just kick it over. <laughs> I was not even like I not going anywhere near it. So found. Found uh, the guy who actually was like the transition director, and I went and found him and forced him to like. Yes. I was like, "Will you please move the spike?" And he was like, "This never happens." Well, it did. Please remove this twenty five thousand dollar bike. Yeah, so please get to. it out of here. And I'm not touching it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not touching he it. Puts on white gloves. As <laughs> yeah. <he does. laughs> and he was like, "I don't blame you." I left. I'm not being blamed for anything. This is. <laughs> So, um, fixed that and, you know, right my back bike, put my, put my stickers on. Um, there's a sticker that goes on the front and then there's this of your stem and a sticker with your race number that goes on 
uh, I don't know, whatever, I guess it technically could, it goes on your tube really. Um, some people have fancy little, um, things that go off of the, the back under their seat, little flags that they'll put their stickers on as well. But there's a tube sticker and a stem sticker and that's it. So are you at this time thinking like, (sighs) this is the worst thing that happens to me? then we're good. Or was it like <clears throat> an omen or was it like, <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think of, were you, were you mad or are you just like, yeah, this is just part of the, the deal that someone took my spot. Yeah. Um, I was, I mean, it gave, it's a little bit odd. Cause then you're like, well now I'm going to leave. I mean, it's one in the afternoon and I'm going to leave my bike here and I'm not coming back till the morning. So it better be here. When I come back, there's, it's a little like you're walking away and kind of looking back longingly at your bike and hoping that it's (laughs) still there. (laughs) Like, also, I mean, I just like my bike, like not just so much for the, for the, for the race, even like I'm kind of fond of it. So um, (laughs) you've named it, right? Yeah. His name is Alistair. He's my friend. So (laughs) it's pretty important to me. So. <laughs> you don't want to come back the next morning and Alex was gone, right? No, no. I'd be disappointed. I would get a new bike, name it something else. It'd never be the same. So, so then you leave, you walk away. Um, if it's hot, sometimes you will um, let some air out of your tires because oh. they may expand yeah. overnight. Um, uh, Megan has said that in when for the full Ironman in Chattanooga that because it happens in like September and it's super, super hot um, that you'll just you she'll be volunteering somewhere for for the race and you'll hear tubes popping. So uh, oh, wow. don't need that. Um, no. I don't wasn't really an issue this time because the it was like 75 degrees. So it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have a, a huge ordeal with that. So then you then you just turn around, walk away, leave your bike there. Go home and get Bye, ready Alistair. for the next day. So, so then that means it's it's time to race now. Right? It's, yeah, you've got the fun is over with. At this point, what was your biggest? I don't want to call it fear or concern, but like, what's the one thing that's in your mind <clears throat> that you're thinking the most about the next day? Um, the swim. Just uh, the it was. I knew it was going to be a different swim. I haven't done just just the most open water swimming in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. Not of this kind anyway. I mean, you know, everyone. Ocean. Yeah. This is just, this is a different, this is a different animal. So kind of, that was the biggest thought. But so uh, there's, and there's a lot, there's a lot to (laughs) do to get ready, like getting ready in the morning. So you know, went home, had, you know, had dinner, tried to go to bed early, that kind of thing. I always bring all my own food. Um, cause ugh, let's not chance it. <laughs> let's right. like, eat some foreign new food the night before. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> oof. Um, so then in the morning when it's time to get ready, um, first, well, for starters, I put my timing chip on my key ring because I'm not going to sleep in it, but also let's, let's really not forget it because that thing is important. Um, 
So just a thought, put it when you, you know, once you have something like that, you need to make sure you put it somewhere where it is. I mean, I cannot drive my car without my keys, so I cannot go to the race without my timing chip. Um, Pro tip. Love it. So did that. Um, then in the morning, so, uh, you're going to wear your tri suit all day. Um, but it's for those who haven't worn one or, you know, just want to laugh about it. I mean, it's a, it's a suit, it's a skin suit that, uh, doesn't allow for a lot of like, you're not, you're not taking it off. You're not, nope. you're not doing anything. <laughs> so Anything you need to do before you get in that water needs to be done when you get ready in the morning. So um, there are no changing tents in this transition. There are there's a line of porta potties if you have time to deal with that. Um, so you're not going to wear a bathing suit under your wetsuit. You're going to have your tri suit on all day. Um, so any kind what of fun. What? <laughs> yeah. If you need any kind of bike lube, uh, that needs to go on when you get ready in the morning. Uh, if you, you know, sunscreen, um, which is an animal mm. we're finding out about <laughs> changes. Um, and Little, uh, spoiler alert there, yeah, but we'll spoiler get there. alert. <clears throat> that is, that's a different, that's a tricky little beast. Um, so that's part of getting ready. Uh, grab that wetsuit, have all your stuff. I, the night before I laid it all out the way I was going to lay it out in transition, just to make sure I had everything. Um, not that there's a lot you can do about it at that point, but at least you can kind of problem solve if you are missing something. Um, and so grab all your stuff, head out. Transition opens at five in the morning. The race starts at, uh, the pros, the elites get in the water at 6:45. So get there. You've you've got to set up your your transition. Was for it still the day. dark for them at 6:45? Yeah, it was dark. Wow. It was dark when I was standing in line to get in the water. Wow. So um not nerve wracking at all. I know, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you can hear the water, but you can't see. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need to be able to see those buoys. I think it's important. Um holy moly. <laughs> so yeah, get get transition all set up, have your bike ready to go, make sure everything is is ready. Um then you get to watch, you know, you and 1700 of your friends um <laughs> attempt to gracefully put on a wetsuit. Um <laughs> which is I just find entertaining watching people. Yeah, <laughs> everyone has a different strategy. <laughs> so the wetsuit dance trying to Yeah, trying to wiggle on. into it. Um and then now it's time. It's time. We're going. You're set up. Hope you're ready to go. Um, there is marching down the middle aisle of the of transition is someone with flags that have different estimated finishing times. Like a parade? What yep. It's just like that. <laughs> so, so, and they announce it overhead like, you know, coming through with the, well, they, they pull all the elites in. Um, and then, um, I hope he has like a top hat and a baton or something. <laughs> I mean, have some fun with this, right? Uh, it's just a volunteer with flag that says with a big, with I a, want that job and I will be wearing a top hat. Oh, you a will. Baton. And a sheriff's yes. badge or no, just, and I will just probably the, grow like a curly mustache. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. I think people will be inspired by that. Maybe. <laughs> That's one word, maybe. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so they, they kind of announced like, um, you know, the, if your finish time is, you know, 35 to 40 minutes and then you join your wave. So I joined the 45 to 50 minute wave, um, which turned out to be appropriate. And so if you imagine the swim exit is in transition, but the swim itself is a 1.2 mile swim. So um, good idea to get some cheap flip-flops because you are mm. now going to trek a mile up the, however you sidewalk, pier, uh, oh. whatever it takes to get there. So um, I don't know what happened to the massive pile of shoes that they had before we got in the water, but um, they were really neatly organized and I'm hoping that they just gathered them all up and donated them or something. That's what I I hope so. That's what I told myself in my head. Um, So now you get to go and kind of nervously stand in this mile long line to get into the water. Um, And you really don't know what's happening because you can't see far enough ahead for a while. So you, you're oh. kind of just in line with people. Um, everyone's weirdly anxious about, you know, I was in line with a bunch of people who've never done it before. Um, and it was their, all of our first, I was in line with a bunch of people who hadn't done a sprint or anything. Um, oh, man. Which then, then knowing what kind of swim we were getting into, like what an introduction. Um, so you know, you get through the line. Finally, the sun comes up halfway through the line. So I, you know, I got to stand in the, on the, on the pier and watch the sun come up for a half an hour while I was waiting to get in the water. And oh, that's, that's not nice. bad. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Um, far enough away that you couldn't really see people swimming for a long time. So, um, kind of, that was kind of odd, but, um, then you get to the pier and, we all have like face masks on and all of this right up until we walk onto the pier. So ditch that and you hear this beeping. There's a, you just, it's a beep, kind of a rhythmic beep. And there are three, it's this, this kind of, they're calling it a pier. It's probably four feet off of the water and it looks like maybe it has slits in it that are maybe look like small, a small boat might Hmm. park there so there's like three kind of fingers on it and they're leading people out to each end of those fingers and when that beep happens you jump in and that beep is every five seconds so you have five seconds to make your forefoot jump and clear your area before Ah. someone else someone else jumps so and when does your time start um, there is a mat just before you get onto the pier. So you do okay. have, you have maybe a little bit, if you really wanted to be technical, you might be able to, you could maybe knock a minute off of your swim. Um, if you're, if you're really like wanting to know how long it took you to do it. So, yep. Then you're in, you're the in. The swim. <laughs> All right. Now we are in the, we're in the salty ocean water. And this is probably the longest like I, this is the most detailed part of the race for me. Um, 
I think I think the other I think the descriptions of the other parts are not as long as this. This was, you know, there's I don't know. I could well, be wrong. This had a very this had a very specific element that you can't have on the other two legs. No, no. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> so this one had um, there were three turns. Um, Iron Man has these giant uh, triangular buoys that are the size of maybe i don't know like a a washing machine or something like a small refrigerator Mm. um they're pretty big and they're inflatable and they're triangle shaped and the red ones are the ones that you turn at and then in between they have yellow or orange and they turn orange when you are halfway through the swim so okay you spend Basically, every time you stick your head out of the water, just praying to see orange. Um, <laughs> if you're me, right. I don't know. Maybe other people just want it to go on forever, but <laughs> and it's so different than when when you were in the pool, where yeah. you know you have to sight, you have to look up and yeah. straight. So it's completely different motion, right? Yeah, it's totally different. Um, something definitely, I like. You should maybe practice. Um, Maybe when you're in the pool, finding a spot on the wall, or if you're at a fancy pool that has those little things that people like the little platforms that people dive off of, you can use that. Um, but something definitely to do to get used to, because it is a, it's a weird motion to try and do. Um, and for this one, there's about, I think it was about 500 meters until the first turn. And so... Mm-hmm. If you looked at like the swim stroke data in my Garmin that where you can tell that I tried to swim, maybe panicked and then oh. did some breaststroke until I tried to swim again. And really, it was just getting out of that. There's just a horde of people um, mm. like the start of any race where there's like a bottleneck of people. Um, and then, you know, the the field, as they say, in any kind of running race or anything, eventually kind of evens out and people can find their pace a little bit. Um, but this this created like a kind of washing machine effect. Oh, no. <laughs> of just and the the water, I wouldn't say is clear. So, um, in fact, I would probably like seaweed or no, um, it's just kind of murky. It's Gulf water. So we're in the Gulf of Mexico. We're in a little inlet. So we're not out in, in the Gulf itself. We're in kind of, um, an inlet and there are like Gulf water kind of has, um, as my, my uncle is an oil man and I, I got a thorough description of this the <laughs> other day from him. Um, so he, as there's seepage. In the Gulf, mm, just natural, mm, just natural. Tasty. There's also things that are man-made that we don't have to talk about, but there, right, right. the Gulf water is kind of Gulf water is cloudy because of this natural seepage of mineral deposit that lives there. So you cannot see in it when tasty. you take a stroke with your arm, you maybe can see, uh, elbow plus two inches wow and then nothing in front of that which also Ah. means as you're swimming along you might just find like a foot in your face because you'll oh yeah you don't see that you're getting close to someone um so you might just swim up on someone as they're kicking (laughs) 
and kind of have oh, to man. dodge a, a foot to your face or something like that, which is just part of triathlon. Just, you know, in this instance, you couldn't see that you were getting that close to someone really. Then there's also people behind you maybe that are, I mean, they're, I don't want to scare people, but they, they'll grab your ankle and propel themselves. Uh, maybe they're, you know, just it's messed up, man. <laughs> may, or maybe they are, maybe they're just grabbing for it. Maybe they're panicking and grabbing for anything. You don't know, but there's, there's 500 meters there of kind of sorting yourself out, figuring like just trying to make it through this big um, crowd of people. And um, I don't know about other people, but I haven't made a lot of turns in the water. Oh, okay. So that's a kind of an odd, it's an odd thing to, to turn in the water, um, around a buoy. Um, just, it was just a different, it wasn't harder. It wasn't, it was just a different kind of thinking because you don't do that in a pool. Um, and even if you were to go do an open water swim, you don't necessarily have buoys out there like that, that you're going around. You kind of maybe go out and back or something like that. So turning, um, there's a, the way theirs was set up, there was, there was two turns to get into what was, what ended up being like the straightaway of the race. So got, got through those two turns and then, then that, then things evened out and I could settle into a stroke and swim and there's still, you know, there's still people to navigate and things like that, but you can, you can settle in and it's much more like swimming in the pool only now there are waves um, we probably oh, had man. other people said, um, and Megan said, so I would kind of go off of, uh, maybe what she said, as opposed to me, like, uh, exaggerating things, but that we had, you know, two or three foot waves, um, oh, wow. that we were dealing with. So, uh, no, kind of trying to swim through that and really just trying to not get tossed too far away from the buoys so that you're not over swimming. Um, to try and get back, which did happen a couple of times. So then, you know, you wind up, you're swimming in a line to try and get back to where you need to be to go in the straight line you were trying to do in the first place. So, because there's a, there's another aspect, I guess we haven't touched on here that you have a time limit to finish the swim or you're DQ'd, right? Yeah. You have an hour and 10 minutes, um, from the time you crossed over that timing mat on the pier, um, to cross over. The next one, which is a little bit out of the water. So it's not just the swimming part. It's, you know, I mean, it's not far, but it is getting yourself out of the water and walking up the shore a bit. And then there's the timing mat. It's not immediately when you get out. Um, So there's probably, I don't know, a 50 yard walk after you get out before you hit that timing mat. So, um, and that's with like pulling yourself out of the water, which is, you know, not not hard. None of it is hard. But I mean, if you were going to be real close to time on the swim, then that would definitely be that would be an issue. Um, and then um, so settled into the straightaway and finally saw some orange buoys. And uh, that might have been the highlight of the day. <laughs> <laughs> was knowing that I was halfway through this swim that well oh. it was really hard but it was going fine you know like it was a hard swim but it was it was going fine um there <laughs> so there were people who there were 
um, a handful of people who didn't make the time, but there were about 30, I think was the final number of people who, um, just called it and said they didn't want to deal with it. Um, and sometimes people just panic when they get in the water and I can kind of relate to that. Um, when you're swimming, (laughs) your hands are hitting things and you keep, every time you stroke, you're feeling these things and you're in your hands and you're not sure what it is because again you can't really see past your elbows so you're you've got you're you're practicing your good you know your good swim stroke that you've worked on and then your hands are hitting so i assumed it maybe it was seaweed it wasn't another person for sure so finally i just grab a handful of whatever this is when i hit it um and kind of pull it into my face and it is just a goopy clear mess of like um tiny jellyfish and then (laughs) and then there's another thing i'd have to look up the name there's another thing that is jellyfish like that also eats some sort of plankton or something in the water um but it's the same consistency a little clear it's like they're like tube shaped apparently um even worse and so later when i was talking to megan she said that her like her daughter had gone down there and um was just scooping handfuls of them out of the water (laughs) so they're not stinging they're some sort of tiny non-stinging kind um but did you worry like about so, swallowing one or eating one? Um actually no, that didn't occur to me. Um I really I didn't really react. Oh man, I don't know if I would have that. that. <laughs> Other than I just was that that was cuz I I had just settled into this like okay, I'm swimming. This is how it's supposed to be. This is what this is what this is. We've finally gotten like I had just settled into that mindset. I'm seeing my orange. Right. I'm seeing my orange buoys. Everything's going the way. This is what it's supposed to be like. I th- that first part is not what it's supposed to be like. The the waves are not always what it's supposed to be like. Like this swimming that I'm doing right now. This is what it's supposed to be like. It's like I'm in the pool. It's a little harder, but it's okay. And then now we've got this other wrench that I'm just not going to acknowledge because <laughs> if I do, I I don't know what will happen. And I now now even though I was starting to be okay with the swim and think that I felt like things were working now i need to be out of this water <laughs> so trath and gods were like oh you think this is easy oh, Allison, do you do you think we'll you figured out these jellyfish <laughs> yeah here you go so finally get to my last turn super excited this is where it is so incredibly wavy though you've got the last oh. turn and then probably 200 meters to get to the shore and it is just it is literally tossing you around there is no like this was the only point where i um like i it it, just tossing you around there's no better way to describe it you have no control over anything that's happening because the there are two and three foot waves just coming at you now from the side um and before they were kind of coming from behind so you could kind of use it if you got your stroke right and kind of it could help you, but now they're coming from the side and they're just tossing you. And so this was the only point where I had to like dig in 
and really try to like swim very strongly. Um, but I was so focused on, I could see the, um, exit. I could see the big thing that you walk through when you get out. And so I was like dead set on that. And I was like, I was digging in. There was nothing. I, I was getting out of that water. <laughs> so I, I love that we kind of sold this podcast as being cookies and good times and joy. <laughs> and then they they listen and it's like, this is a this horror sounds podcast. So awful. Um, <laughs> what is, what am I signing up for? And, um, so with this one, I was glad to have read, um, there's a Facebook group of kind of like hints for first timers. Um, mm. and so there were several people who said you needed to swim until your hands hit the ground until your until your fingers touched. If you try and get up too quickly and walk out the, um, actual there's, it's not sand. It is like rocks and broken muscle shells and things like that. Oh, so beautiful. You cut yourself. <laughs> so Wonderful. I was glad people had said that. Um, so Jeez. I saw other people getting up, but I swam until, um, until there was almost like a beach whale effect. <laughs> and like <laughs> I ran aground and then I stood up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, Jeez, what a ride. And that's just the what first a wave. What a thing. But I mean, that's probably the thing I'm most proud of for the entire day. So like, that's the thing I was worried about. It's the thing I didn't like get to me too much. Feeling like I've done this part of it. And uh, my watch said it took like 48 minutes. I felt good with that. Um, yeah, for the conditions. Holy moly. Yeah. And it, that was even before knowing what it was going to be like. That was kind of in my time that I was wanting to hit anyway. Um, I was actually kind of surprised because I thought maybe I had been in there for, you know, a year and a half. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's 48 minutes. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and then from there, you know, uh, it was things that I, I knew would be better because the, um, you know, changing it's it's an interesting feeling to be totally soaking wet and and try and put on socks um cuz i didn't you know i don't take time to dry off or anything i should have maybe taken time in that moment to put on some more sunscreen um mm -hmm. <laughs> but i had put it on prior to the swim and thought that that would maybe last me until time for the run and i was wrong um as we'll, we can talk about later. Okay. So if, if you enjoyed that and we just got to the swim, this that is just it. one leg. That's it. <laughs> that was a big day. Triathlon of horror. The way this is going. <laughs> um, what could be next? Wow. I mean, let's just say, you know, I think that's probably going to go down as one of the hardest swims maybe on the circuit this year. I mean, Megan was saying it was the hardest one she's ever done. She's done what? Seven of these. She said that it was the hardest swim that she's done. Um, and so I, I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> you, yeah, you got to. And didn't you say you went online and you saw um, a chat or, or some kind of a thread where a couple of people who had done full Ironman had, had to bow out of this. Yeah, there was, I, I saw someone who has done like, I think he said like two fulls and maybe six halves. And he just said, no, this is, it was too much. The, the beauty for me is I didn't know any better. So 
I don't know. This could, this is just a swim. So I got, well, let's do it. Like (laughs) (laughs) this is what we're given. Let's do it. So I didn't know. Ignorance is bliss. (laughs) I mean, I mean, for sure. I'm swimming along going like, Oh man, this is some tough stuff. But I'm like, well, I guess Iron Man swims are hard. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love this. All right. Well, before we, before we go, because we're going to talk a little bit about the rest of this on our next episode, we got to go, we have to give our cookie recommendation. Um, like we've been saying, and for the first two episodes, if you go to postracecookie.com, we've got recipes on there because again, as much as we're about getting through the swim, getting through the jellyfish, getting through the razor (laughs) coral, whatever that is, um, you know, it's all about just getting to the end, getting the cookie, celebrating, you got it done. So this week, we are going to highlight the hot chocolate triple triple chocolate chip and triple with the TRI capitalized because we're super yeah because we're, we're real so cute clever. like that <laughs> we're so cute clever um so go on our website check it out yeah you'll see a little tab that says cookie please and you can see all our different recipes this is uh, one of Allison's one of her many amazing uh, recipes check it out cook it uh, bake it up send us a little. Send us an image to our Instagram. We'll put it up. Yeah, there. we'll put it up there. This one has so um this one has hot chocolate in it. Like you substitute mm-hmm. some of the flour. So it kind of tastes like a cup of hot chocolate in a in a good way. Uh which is pretty rewarding, which is what we're all about. So Yeah. Show us uh show us if you nailed it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to cook some of these and I definitely did did not nail it. Um <laughs> Did not, did not look very good. So we've got our, our media recommendation this week is a podcast, Allison, that um, another, I guess you could say a sister podcast to us. Um, some really good friends of ours who are launching a podcast uh, about Echelon and Echelon Fit, which is uh, a stationary bike and a series of, of at-home workout things. But their podcast is called The Super Excellent, Not So Serious Bike That Goes Nowhere podcast and it's our good friends Sheldon and Meredith. Yeah, a couple of our our super close friends. Um just kind of talking everything the world of of echelon and instructors and spin and types of classes and fellow riders and this this community um that that you know they have found themselves in and that we know a little bit about and they're just fun to listen to. They just have a really they have a fun time with it. Um, and it's just, it's all about, you know, being in this community and, and exercising and how those two can work together and, and can actually help you reach your goals faster and better. And they're funny. They're funny. It's super, it's yeah. they're way funnier than we are. They're funny. I hate to say it, but they're funny people. <laughs> they have such a fun time. <laughs> Damn them and their fun time. <laughs> Why are we swimming in the ocean? <laughs> uh, um, check them out. You can go to our website for that as well. Hit the recovery tab and we've got all kinds of good recommendations there for media, podcasts, books, television, all kinds of fun stuff that you can check out while you recover from all your hard workouts and your races. So. Yep. All right, Allison, that's, uh, that's all for this week, but uh, I can't wait to hear more about the race of horror. <laughs> yeah. Next well, time. Then I promise it gets, it gets better than that. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll breeze through the rest of it with a couple more stories next time. That's right. That's right. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.